So welcome back to the Razor Rowdy Podcast. Our guest today, Crawford and Power. And uh, you're here with Nikki T and Derek. What's up, y'all? Yeah. Hanging out. How are y'all? So, dude, great, man. Thank you guys so much for coming. It's, uh, we're hanging out down here in Nashville. And I uh, can't wait to see you guys show this week. We appreciate it, man. We're yeah. glad to be here. Absolutely. So we'll kick it off. Um, basically, we just want to talk about your guys' musical roots, like where – like, were your families into music? Like, when did that start for you guys? Well, on my side, when I was probably 10 or 12, I inherited <clears throat> my, my parents played a little bit. My dad played a little bit, but not seriously. But my great grandparents actually played in bluegrass string bands all over Roanoke. So I inherited probably like four fiddles and a bunch of mandolins and banjos. And I never got really serious about it until I was probably 12 or 13 years old. I went to see Hank Jr. and Leonard Skinner. And, uh, the good stuff. Every, yeah, everything <laughs> changed, and I decided that's what I wanted to do. So I, the first full song I learned was Country Boy Can't Survive. I oh. went home, and I started Googling and, and working on that. And uh, then it just spiraled out of control from there. Now, Ethan, I know you've got some similar. Yeah, my dad was a Dover player back in the 90s. He toured around with a group called the Stevens Sisters. They were a bluegrass, big bluegrass group. So. Awesome. You know, just my whole childhood was, was raised, you know, going to different festivals, bluegrass festivals around the East Coast and stuff. And uh, so I was always around Dobro and I always wanted to play and stuff, but it wasn't until I heard Jerry Douglas from Allison Krause's band. Oh, yeah. So I started picking it up and it just kind of went from there. It's awesome. Yeah. So, so, so you guys uh, from Virginia, y'all two met in 2014, I believe. Yep. yep. How did, how did, how did you guys meet? Tell us about that. Actually, we, we went to high school together. I was a year ahead of Ethan. He was, um, he was class of 2013, I think. And uh, we never spoke in high school. We never even, I mean, we probably, I heard his name. We just never spoke. We were just in two separate groups. And then uh, we, I went, we went to a community college after high school and uh, I was more interested in having fun. So we actually met in a public speaking class, which I failed. I failed out of the public speaking class. I don't know how that happens, especially with what we do now. But yeah. I failed not for lack of speaking. It was for lack of showing up. Yeah. I was Tenets. having too much fun. Yeah. That period. Uh, that's where we met. And, and what's funny is not even probably our maybe our third show together, we were actually playing in a group. It was Crawford, Power, and Young. We had a guy, Alex Young, that we were buddies with. I kind of stole him from one of my high school bands. And uh, – our third show was opening for Jerry Douglas. So he is, that's his hero. So yeah. that was kind of ridiculous. What sealed the deal for us. And we're like, yeah. man, we really ought to keep doing this. This yeah. was fun. So, so you guys decided to officially become a duo by 2015? Yeah, I think we, uh, Alex went his own way. And then um, I, I guess it was late 2014, we just started doing the duo yeah. stuff officially. Okay. So we've been hammering out for four years now. Yeah. yeah. So we, we really dig your music. Uh, it's a great sound. How do you guys describe your sound if someone if someone asks? Do you want to take that one? Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I would say it's different. We, it, it's different. I would say that we, we try to uh, – when we were in the studio, we were, um, our producer, Brian Cole, is a great guy, and he's a great producer. So in the studio, before we were getting ready to go down, he was saying, you know, give us an idea. What, what type of sound do you guys want? What do you feel like is appropriate for the songs you have? And, um, you know, of course we love what Luke Combs is doing. We love that. That's kind of right up our alley. And there's yeah. a lot of similar instrumentation on things with them. Um, but Brooks and Dunn is a huge influence and, and people like that. So I would say 
that we are somewhat current, but we have a lot of '90s country undertones. Yeah. And uh, the the dobro also adds a a good taste of roots music. Yes. And, uh, you the know, he, he can he can play that thing till it catches on fire. So. <laughs> I, and I think it's you definitely have like hints of southern rock. You have mainstream country, of course. Right. You have that throwback sound, and it's kind of it's a, a merging of those. And it's it's awesome to see guys as young as you have that background. You can tell you guys have a deep musical history, and oh. you know a lot of a lot of roots in that. Absolutely, so, it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we're, we're glad that we got that across the oh, right yeah. way. Though, Very well, because that's absolutely yeah. what yeah. we're going for. Any other big influences? Oh man. There's so many to name. Uh, Bob Seger is probably one of my all-time. I've, I've seen him three times now. Um, obviously, Skinner. Uh, love what Blackberry Smoke does. Oh, I've yeah. seen him probably 12 or 13 times. Corey Smith, I've seen him probably 20 times. That was my main guy. Actually, when, when I was in high school, I discovered him or, or stumbled across him. I didn't yeah. discover him. But, right. <laughs> uh, I stumbled across his stuff, and I became obsessed. And that's he's honestly who got me really into writing a lot. And, that's uh, awesome. That spiraled down to Jason Isbell. We're massive fans of him. Yeah. Uh, Stapleton, Ryan Adams. I mean, it's, it's too many to name. And, one. and those guys are the songwriters. Like, oh, yeah. They are, like, when you listen to the words in those songs, you're like, how did they do that? Like, every oh, yeah. time, every song. It, it is fantastic. There, There's two types of, of artists. You know, there's performers and then there's writers. And, yeah. and I've seen Isbell several times. And, and he can have a seated room sit deathly quiet for a 90-minute set. Yes. And that's... Not many people can pull that off. No, I was I was at a show of his, and uh, right after Southeastern came out, and it was just that music by itself, just him, you know, was so powerful. And oh yeah, just the, you're exactly right. He has the entire room's attention at every moment, no matter if he's being completely silent or if he's you know tearing your heart out with a oh, <laughs> with yeah. a song. So yeah, so yeah, we we love that. Um, Let's talk about some of the shows that you guys have played recently. So talk about uh, you guys were just on a, a pretty big uh, card, and sounds like you might be working with these guys a little bit in the future, maybe. Yeah, yeah. we, we uh, it's actually the Southern Uprising tour. We got a call to do um, a date in Fayetteville. Well, before that, we had done a few dates uh, throughout the Carolinas with Marshall Tucker Band, and we, yeah. we became good buddies with Doug Gray, uh, the lead singer. He liked our stuff, and, and he's been nothing but great to us. We owe that man a lot. He's been super cool to us and uh, helpful. But anyways, that those shows went phenomenal, and uh, Doug kind of called his people, and then his people gave us another call about this Southern Uprising tour, and uh, we got a Fayetteville date uh, with Charlie Daniels Band and, and uh, Marshall Tucker Band, and that, that went phenomenal. Um, so th- those are always the fun ones. You, you show up and you're like, how in the hell did this happen? <laughs> yeah. what, what did I do right to make this happen? Those are bucket list shows. Oh, yeah. You know? oh, that's yeah. crazy. I saw that. I was like, hell yes. That's, I was oh, so was, stoked for you guys. Well, well, one of the craziest <laughs> things. So the, the second night we were with Marshall Tucker Band, just as solo support for them, it was in Charlotte. And uh, we were coming off the stage. Ethan and I just had a, I think we played 45 minutes set that yeah. night. Yeah. And we were coming off stage and Doug, we didn't know, you know, we'd, we just kind of met him. It was the second night out with him. So we were kind of still, you know, feeling it out, feeling it out yeah. not trying to be intrusive or anything. Right. And uh, we come around the backstage and we were getting ready to head back to the dressing rooms and stuff. And Doug just kind of popped around and he, he grabbed Ethan on the shoulder and he was like, hey, man, don't go too far. Uh, we want you guys to sit in on Can't You See tonight. 
And uh, I was like, wow. Cool. So it, 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 yeah. then I was coming around the corner. I think I was handing, I was giving some people some guitar picks or something. There was like this cute little girl in the front row and she yeah. was begging for picks. So then I come around like two or three minutes later and he grabs me and tells me. And so I'm all excited trying to get back to tell Ethan. And, and I walk in and I'm like, he's like, I, I know, I know. He already touched me. He already told me. He already said <laughs> so then, then uh, and of course, at that point, I'm back in the game. We've played that song a trillion times, but thank God that we played it so many times. Right. But I'm back in the green room, like uh, Googling the lyrics. Making oh, sure. yeah. <laughs> so I figured that, that he was going to give me like the second verse and he was going to sing the rest of the song. And I didn't even think we were going to plug in because it's such a hustle to get sound checked mm-hmm. and everything. We did, this was totally unrehearsed. And um, we, we came out and, and they're like, no, 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 we're plugging you guys in. So they had, they started jamming the, can't you see the opening part and, and their management and everybody's kind of plugging us in on the stage and, and we're just kind of looking at each other like, oh, my God. So he starts tearing up a Dobro riff. And, and Doug, I, I looked at him. I was expecting him to go start the song off. And he kind of looks at me and nods. And I'm like, are you all right now? So he, like, walks me up to the mic. And I sing the first verse. And then so I step back and he takes a break. And then uh, I was ready for I was like, all right, that was awesome. And then Doug looks at me. He's like go again so he, <laughs> i ended up singing the whole song oh, and he, didn't, he, he came in on the chorus and ethan played this crazy it was like a, it turned into a 12 minute song I uh, it was a crazy song, long jam uh, that's, that's amazing wow is there anyone like a uh, bucket list that you'd love to play with oh, that you shoot. haven't yet mm. travis tripp for me travis oh. tripp would be huge uh, Corey smith would be one too man yeah. I've, I've been a fan of him for such a long time i'd like to sit in a room with him and get to meet him and play a show with him uh, but Travis, that's that's pretty massive too. Yeah. There, there's there's so many. I mean, oh, but yeah. those two would be two that come to mind pretty quickly. Yeah. How do you guys hook up with your manager Brian Cruz? We met Brian. This is actually a good story. Cool story. Um, Luke Combs is tied into this story too. So okay. we there. There's this um, awesome club back home, Sidewinder Steakhouse and Saloon, and they have uh, it's in Roanoke, and and they have. Um, National acts come through once a month on a Wednesday night. And it's, it's pretty much like a, a hop stop from, you know, one city to another. And they'll just come in and do an acoustic set. And uh, there was this competition that got posted. At the time, we were kind of um, – Ethan's cousin Patrick was, was helping us out with some stuff and, and bookings and whatnot. And he was like, guys, there's a, uh, there's a competition at this place called Sidewinders. If you, if you enter this thing and whatever, you compete against other local acts. Whoever wins gets to open – for a national act. And they hadn't announced the national act yet or anything. Right. And um, I was not sold at all on that idea. And I was yeah. like, I mean, it was a Wednesday night and it was like nine 30 was like the rehearsal or the uh, competition time. And I'm like, man, I don't know about this. We'll be here all night. It's no yeah. morning. Day jobs. Yeah. Time. Yeah. So uh, Ethan is like, man, I, I really think we ought to do this. I really think we should. And, and, I was still being hard-headed. I was like, I, I just don't know. So Ethan's like, he calls me one day. He's like, I talked to my dad, you know, and, and his dad's played music forever. And he was like, there can, you, you never know who's going to be there. Just do it. You might be tired the next day. Just do it. So we did it. And uh, the, the first week we won. So then you go into like a, a second round and you compete against another group of people. And whoever wins that wins the spot to open. So then we went. And, and here's the funny thing is there's a lot not, you know, we're, we're good friends with some of the other bands that were in that thing. But we kind of don't fit in with with what some of the modern uh poppy stuff yeah, you know yeah. a lot of those bands were pulling that off and they're dancing around and we were standing there, i was like well i guess we just kind of stamped our ticket out of here with this one because these were full band shut up we're just a duo so 
anyways, we won the first round and we went to the second and uh, we, we faced off of those guys. And uh, at the end of the night, we, we won that round as well. And they had finally announced that Luke Combs, this was before um, Hurricane was a number one. This mm-hmm. Hurricane had just dropped. So yeah. I, I want to say the night that we opened for him, that was sitting somewhere in the upper 20s. Okay. And then within two weeks, that song had went straight to number one. And he was blowing up. And we were like, what? You know? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, anyways, that, that last night of the competition, we won. And. And the owner of the club, Scott Howard, he's a, he's a great guy, too. We, we can thank him for a lot of stuff. But uh, he said, man, there's this guy um, who I really want to hear you guys. He's who kind of books in here, and he's got his hands in just about everything in the business. He's been doing it for 30 years, and I, I feel like he'd love you guys. And uh, he says, he's in Florida right now, but he's going to fly up for the opening set when Luke is here. And I think that fell on Wednesday night, too. So, anyways, he, he came back into town, and um, – I think he might have ran. He might have mixed the soundboard that night. But anyways, at the end of the night, Kent Martin is his name. At the end of the night, Kent, um, he he came up and talked to us for a little bit, and, and we exchanged information. He was like, you know, I, I dig what you guys are doing. I see some potential here. We, you know, I'll give you a call this week. And uh, so we got all excited. We were like, wow, you know, glad we did this. And then a week went by, we never got a call. Yeah. So I was like, oh. Yeah. And then the next week, we did get a call. Yeah. Kent, he was just super busy. So. Yeah. He calls and uh, he, he immediately put us in touch with Brian and they, they work together. They, they manage a few artists and uh, that's, that's kind of how that worked out. And it's just been, that's been over a year ago now, probably a year and a half coming up on. I'd yeah, say. almost a year and a half. And it's been nonstop rolling 120 like miles an hour. Yeah, ever since. It's awesome. So, nice. So uh, you guys play a couple of venues, one that I'm a big fan of that's actually out in Ohio called Squeaks. And, uh, it's uh, in the Columbus, general Columbus area. And uh, that place, for me, even from afar, is one of those places that when a guy, when you see someone play there, like you know they're like a certain tier of like guy and like this style of music. And that's a lot of the music that I really enjoy the most. So when I saw you guys playing up there, I was like, man, that's, that's a hell of a place. Can you talk about Squeaks at all? Oh, yeah. Uh, Squeaks is one of those places, like if there was a country music video shot um, on your outlaw or your uh, classic country guy, that's the bar that they would shoot the video in. Yeah. They would they would definitely go in there and do a reel from, from all the way down the bar and, and catch the stage in the corner. Um, they, they're great guys, and uh, Squeak himself has been super good to us. And uh, it's, it's one of those places where you go in and you know what you're there to do, yeah. and, and it's written on the people's faces that, that are regulars there. Right. I mean, they want to hear – a certain type of music, right. and that is country. Yeah, and that's it. As, con- that. as country yeah. as possible. And yeah. it's, exactly. And, yeah. and the Dobro just fits in like a charm up yeah. there. They love that. So Squeak, Squeaks has been awesome to us. How about some of your other favorite rooms that you guys have gotten to play? Um, so far, there, there's a. This is we're partial to this just because it's down home. So we, I grew up in a town called Boone's Mill, uh, and he was just a little bit south. It's all Franklin County, and uh, Hammer and Forge Brewery. Is this little? It's a brewery. That's a startup. Um, a guy named Caleb opened this place up, and it turned into one of those places when we were first getting serious about doing this that we could just pack it out every single time we played. Like to the point they were running out of glasses. They were having to switch <laughs> over to plastic cups. Yeah. And you know, we're kind of in disbelief. We're we're just watching all this happen. We're like, oh my god, this is great. But they have been beyond cool to us. And that little room, I mean, it probably holds a hundred people, maybe. 
I mean, they've got an outdoor area. We could definitely stretch it more than that. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. not going to say we have because there's yeah. laws against that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that, that place has been one of those that we look forward to. Anytime we're back in town and we're back, at, it's just one of those places that we want to go. Um, Sidewinders is another local one that we love. We like playing in there. Uh, as far as theater rooms or, or things like that, um, I got to say the Ritz in Raleigh was just an awesome and, and that could have been too because of the, the green rooms were pretty awesome pretty and they cool. were pretty vibey. Yeah. But uh, the Ritz has been one of my favorite on that scale in Raleigh. That's awesome. How about you? Would you agree with that? Ritz, Fillmore. Uh, what we just played was pretty sweet too. Crown. Crown Lux. Yep. Was that was a nice theater. That was a well. really nice theater. Where was so, it at? Fayetteville. Fayetteville. Oh, yeah. It was at David Charlie. Yeah, absolutely. Super nice. So I, I was checking out your merch the other day. You got some, some awesome stuff, man. That more Dobro shirt. I don't know if you have any with you, but I'm, I'm buying we one. Do. Today. <laughs> we'll get you one. We, All right. Speaking I'm of, following you to your car and buying one. That's a Brian Cruzism right there. The more Dobro. That was a I was going to ask who came up with that. He gave yeah. that. Brian came up with that. That's, that's a beautiful we, shirt right there. Will Ferrell's the man. So yeah. anytime we can rip him off, we're yeah. definitely yeah. going to have a cowbell right behind you there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's, so the county outline shirt. Is that Franklin County? That's Franklin okay. County. Yeah. That's a cool one, too. Yeah. We, uh, we're very proud of being from there. It's funny. I don't know how many people really know or have heard of Franklin County, but there's a show called Moonshiners that was yeah. on, I think, yeah. Discovery. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. didn't have to watch it because we live there. So yeah. we watched it. <laughs> you know right. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, we're, we're super proud. That's that's a unique one of a kind. Yes. Yeah. So Tell our audience where they can where they can get your merch. Uh, you can actually get our merch at crawfordandpower.com backslash merch. There it is. Yeah. So easy enough. Let's talk about the new uh, your debut EP. Let's talk about uh, where you guys recorded that um, and how you got there. Um, so with that, we we decided uh, we had been waiting. Ethan and I have been trying to put out music that we really yeah, but for pro- probably three years now. We've had we've got so many songs we've written, um, and we had recorded it you know here and there and. And there's just a big difference in recording at a local studio. Oh, yeah. So there was just always something missing. Just something wasn't coming out the way that we were wanting to represent the songs. Right. So uh, we we gave that multiple attempts, and then we had planned that we were going to release this thing. And then we met Kent and Brian right around the time we were going to release it. And we decided, no, let's hold this off and let's wait. Um, and then we realized, you know, let's let's go down to where the big dogs are at, and let's let's just give it what we got and see what we can come up with. And uh, that's where Brian Kolb came into the picture, and and he put together a team, Brent Mason on the guitar, one of the best freaking studio guitarists yeah. you can ask for. We had Bobby much. Terry, um, Kevin Grant. I mean, we had we had an all star lineup on this thing, and and uh, they had all of it put together. So we came down. When did we cut this thing? It was March, middle of March, middle of something March. like that, like a Wednesday. Yeah, we came down in the middle of the week, and uh, we just dug in and got to work, and honestly, we did this in one day. Wow. We were able to get in. Uh, now, now Brian had his deal with the mixing after that, but as far right. as laying down everything that had to be cut, we got it done in one day, and it was a long day, a tiring day, but we got it done. And uh, when we got the mixes back, it was an instant. I mean, it was a no. I was like, man. Right. That's the nothing's missing. So that is we are a hundred percent ready to release that. And then uh, we are extremely impatient sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> so we listen to that thing over and over and over. And I don't I don't know 
if there's an artist out there that can handle listening to his own songs, but so many times, and then you start nitpicking things, mm-hmm. and then, uh, you're, yeah. then you're tearing it apart. And then, mm-hmm. so that's, that's one of those tough things where there's a, there's a sweet spot in and getting it recorded, not giving yourself enough time to over pick it, right, you know, right. and, and then getting out. So then we really called Brian and we were like, man, we were waiting and we were going to do a long, drawn out release date and, and we just couldn't wait anymore we just said you know what as far as the first project we've got all these cool shows coming up we just want to get it out yeah I mean, get it to for the us it's not about money it's not about making money it's not about any of that it's about getting it out and, and enjoying playing it and feeling you know the, the feeling that you get when somebody's singing the words to your songs back at you oh, is yeah. incredible and uh and it's hard to have that happen without them having a CD in their hand yeah. or in their car. So. I completely agree with that. And that's one of the things. So first time I saw you guys was a friend sent me and said, hey, check these guys out. And I saw a Facebook video. And I'm like, how do I get more of their music? <laughs> you know? I'm glad. You and that's, yeah, that's one of those things where it's like, I'm just, I love new music. And I love your guys' sound. Like, I really love it. And so when I got your EP, I was like, damn, this is good stuff. And so I think it's big. And that's one of the things I talk to other people about. I'm like, get your music out there, get it to the people, because right. you're gonna you're gonna get fans in areas you don't even know you have fans in. You know, right. there's gonna be pockets and weird spaces that you know you're just gonna see streams streams on Spotify in this area, and you're right. like, what the heck's happening? Right. You yeah, know? And then yeah. you can try to go play a show there, you know, and see what happens. Oh, uh, we 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 ship all of our stuff, so we're we're totally organic. Yeah. This. I mean, we're, yeah. we're, we're mailing out each week. We're getting orders offline. And so we, and we personally mail those ourselves. Yeah. We have a day set aside where we sit down and we catch up everything. And we've seen stuff shipped out to Arizona, California, Colorado. I mean, it's just crazy to see. Yeah. I don't know how. It blows my mind. I, I mean, yeah. social media probably plays a big role in that, but it's, it's pretty wild to see that. I think for sure. I think that's like just the internet, man. Like you can get and not even just your stuff being on the internet, but a person can be friends with someone on the internet that's mm-hmm. from a different area and say, Oh, check these guys out. Right. See what these guys are doing. Or like me, I follow venues. So I right. see when artists come through a venue, I'm like, Oh, who are these guys? You know, like right. certain venues across the country that I know are like really in my wheelhouse of what I like that I've never been to, but right. <laughs> I will follow the artists that are there. Cause I'm like, these guys know what they're doing. You know, there's great, great curators of music out there, you know, and, you, once you see someone like that in a certain area, you're like, yep, they, they get what I like. You it's, know, It's funny because there's two sides to the game. There's the making the music and the writing, in which the writing is my favorite part, hands down. That's that's the biggest challenge and the most rewarding feeling when you get that done. And then there's the recording side. I'm not a big fan of the recording side. Yeah. <laughs> I'm too uh, OCD. So yeah. it's not my favorite part. I do love it, but it's not my favorite. Uh, and then you have the performing side. That's a close second to writing. Uh, that's phenomenal. Yeah. Most nights, yeah. anyway. Um, and then that's all on the left side of this thing. And then on the right side, you have the guys like Brian and, and all the guys we work with that take care of the booking, uh, point A to point B, the, the relationships, the networking. And it's so funny because it, it is absolutely a business like anything else oh, yeah. and and when you like you said follow on venues or things like that uh connections and networking have hit you just don't realize how big of a payoff things like that are yep. until, until and that's the big thing is is it's not necessarily just for you know promoting yourself but it's the music so if you can get you because for us right now you know, if we could just book a 365 day tour and just go everywhere for the whole year and just spread, that'd be fantastic. Right. Obviously you can't do it. So 
those networks and those venues and, and the people and you guys and all this stuff that helps us get our stuff out there yeah. and, you know, push. So we, we really appreciate that. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, our pleasure. Yeah. Um, do you guys, did you write all the songs? Yeah. Any co-writes there or just, just you? Just us two. We, yeah. um, I think two of them I wrote and then the other two Ethan and I wrote together. Um, we, we don't, you know, we're, like I said, we're huge writing fans. Mm-hmm. So we try to, uh, I, I have a personal attachment to every single song on there. And I have a personal attachment to every single song I've ever written. I mean, that's, that's to me, that's what it's about. Yeah. And there are plenty of guys that, that can, uh, perform so great that they don't necessarily need to write their own. Yeah. <laughs> and I wish I was one of those guys, but that's nobody's going to come up to me tomorrow and say, Hey man, I've got this song for you. I really want you guys to cut it, mm-hmm. which yeah. is great because yeah. that challenges us to write better and right. write more. And, uh, you know, it, it makes us write real stuff. Uh, cause there's, there's so many tones that, that, and especially in country music, you know, more so than, than, a lot of other genres that you can just connect with people on so many different levels mm-hmm. through, so, whether it be in a sad way, a happy way, or a let's get drunk and raise hell kind of way. Right. And I like all three of those. Yep, so. Yeah. Same. We're the same way. Yeah. <laughs> Time so, and a place for all of it. So most of your rights come from personal experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Absolutely. So do you want to talk through the songs one by one? Yeah. So sure. yeah, let's great. do that. So let's talk about wild side. Uh, wild side is a fun one. I actually wrote that one myself. We, we, um, we're working, like I said, we've been trying to cut a CD for three years and, and I, you know, you never really stop writing. And most of these songs, it's kind of funny. I write them in my kitchen or, or some weird random place. Yeah. That one, uh, we, had, we had been working on recording some stuff and, and I just had the idea for wild side, uh, at the time. And I don't know, that just tells the story of where we come from. There's, there's so many, um, so many girls that are just, they're, they're beautiful girls and they're, you know, they could, they could absolutely be on the cover of Maxim if they wanted to, but they, they're not into that. They're just into having fun and going down to your local bar or going somewhere and just drinking and listening to country music or Skinner and Hank. Yeah. And song. But, uh, I think that connects. I, I don't know. That was such an easy song to write because it just started rolling out. And literally, I'm just thinking of different girls that I went to school with or different girls that I've met through the years or, or playing in bars all over the place. And, uh, it wrote itself that yeah. really, you know, I don't know how much credit I can take because it was an easy one. And, <laughs> and I, I know everybody here knows somebody like that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I know a lot of people like that. Most of my friends. Yeah. yeah. And it's funny because the, the way that we write or especially like if I'm doing something by myself, I'll be in the kitchen. That one happened to be in the kitchen. And I'll, I have my phone out and I have a, a memo that I constantly am recording it. And I'll have and you can listen. I'll have by the time a song's done, I'll have like 120 recording clips. So you can go back to the first one here, how different the song started. Mm. And then the last one, how different it was when it finished. And, uh, you know, this is over the course of like 40 minutes because you're just really trying to hammer it out. And uh, Ethan will be doing whatever he's doing. If, if he's there, great. Most of the time he's not. Most of the time if I'm going to write alone, I've just got to absolutely be alone. But um, he, I will send him snippets of it through the memos. I'll text it to him and I can immediately tell if it's something he digs because if so, he'll – being back and he'll be like, Oh man, we got to finish this shit when I get home. Or, <laughs> or if he doesn't, it'll go an hour or two and I won't hear anything. Like, uh, <laughs> He's just waiting okay. for the next one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I really am busy, but yeah. Yeah. generally yeah. you're like, he knows pretty quickly. If it's, yeah. if it's something right. you should do. And really we weren't going to, it's funny. That song wasn't really going to be on this EP. Mm-hmm. We were on a trip to, we were going out of town somewhere, Ohio, maybe, or Illinois. No, it wasn't Illinois. We were, we were going somewhere, West from where we're at, right. and we were going through West Virginia. 
Uh, and we, and we've, that where we're at, we've got to do that anytime we go west. So it's yeah. like an old familiar trip now. But we were going through um, some coal mining territory, and our, our buddy Corey was selling merch for us at the time, traveling in the mystery machine out here. Beautiful van. And uh, yeah. he uh, that song, we haven't even we hadn't recorded it. We hadn't done a demo of it. We had all I had was that on my phone, and we had it plugged into the stereo. And I was just going through some old songs, you know, see if there's any I had to finish. And uh, we clicked it on, and we just started listening to it. And then all three of us were like, "Damn, you gotta cut that. We've we've got to put that on there." So that's how that one ended up finding its way on there as number one. Yeah. And actually, a cool little uh, thing we realized today. This is how recent this stuff is out uh it's actually titled wild slide on the back of the cd case <laughs> yeah. so a slippery limited wild edition. slide limited yeah. edition so That's the right. first the first people to buy it will have a special mess up on yeah. their case <laughs> yeah. and as a matter of fact from now on we sign it we're going to sign it back there beside that yeah, yeah. <laughs> cover it up so number two take me back take me back we we co-wrote that one this is a uh, a good story on a song so this song took over a year to write, actually. I started it, and I got the chorus done. Uh, I think I was having a few beers by myself one night at a house I was renting in Roanoke. And uh, I don't know, I had a lot of different things going on in life at the time. You kind of grow up, and you go through love and heartbreak, and all these things happen. And then you, you get out on your own, and you're working a full-time job. And it's you know one of those first-time being alone in the world type deals. And I got this killer chorus one night and it was the uh the course of that song and and i knew it was really strong and i kept trying to write to it and sometimes you can just really ruin a song because I, I just couldn't get anything good so i just sat on the chorus for literally a year it was over a year and then i had moved i had moved to a whole other part of town in a new place and uh he was still in school at Virginia Tech, and he was coming down all the time, and we were trying to write, and we were really we, – it was when we really got serious about this stuff, and we're going through, like, man, we need more songs, we need more songs. And that one, um, I just happened to – I don't know. I, I, I never forgot about it. It was always – I was always trying to finish it, and one night I said, you know, screw it. We're going to finish this song tonight. And we sat down, and we did. And, um, so it took over a year to write, but that's one of the truest songs, and uh, that, that comes with – that took more heartbreak and personal experience to write than any other song I ever have in my life. And, and, uh, it's one of the, if there's one that's hard to sing every night, it would be that one just because mm-hmm. of how real it is. So, wow. um, that's one of my favorites. Yeah, now. absolutely. And then how about I'd see you? I'd see you was the, that's the newest one on there. Actually. That was, um, that was finished right before we hit the studio, I believe maybe yep. a week before. That's funny. When we booked the studio time, that song wasn't even done. It was the same way. Cut. Yeah. It was, there's no way it was done. Uh, it was, I had a chorus. I had one verse and a chorus. Now I had two verses and of course I was missing the whole last half of the song. And, um, we put ourselves on a deadline, which is kind of dangerous to do. Anyways, I, we had another song, the alt song for that. The, um, alternate was going to be a song called Tennessee, which I still love that song. And we'll definitely cut that too. Yeah. Um, so we, we were like, man, this I'd see you can be really good. I need to finish it. And this is when I just started writing in my laundry room actually is where I was at when I was doing this one. But, uh, we, we had booked the studio time and we, we knew we had like three days left until we were coming down here to cut the CD. And I really wanted that song to be on there. So one evening, uh, so when you're busy and you run around and you're doing different things, it's hard to sit down and just, stop and write i mean some it's my favorite thing to do but i swear sometimes it's the hardest thing to do but uh 
I called Ethan one day and I was like, I, I got it. I finished it. And it, so I finished writing. There's a, there's a line in there about, a, um, never blown my check on a high stakes game in Vegas. And it's towards the end of the song. I wrote that actually two or three days before we finished or went down and cut the CD. And, uh, I had been on a recent bachelor party with my buddy in Nashville, actually. So <laughs> the Vegas line is actually, it says Vegas, but it's really talking about Nashville. Cause, right. uh, that, that's what was on yeah. my mind. Yeah. Nice yeah. Vegas. I had, I had recently been down here for a bachelor party and, uh, I don't know that just clicked and I was glad it flow up, flew, flown, flowed out that yeah. way. <laughs> and, uh, so that song was, was like crunch time. We got it done and then we got down there and it worked great. So that was, that's the newest one that out of those four. And number four, play a Hank Jr. Song. Play a Hank Jr. Song. Um, it's one everybody gravitates. To. Yeah, yeah, that's that's. <laughs> I like our, them all, but yeah, that one's special. Yeah. That's our Raise Hell song. Raise yeah. Hell, Praise Hell. And everybody needs <laughs> one. Yeah, um, we. That song I had started. Um, I went through a move. I bought a house. Um, I started the song before I bought the house. Didn't finish it. I knew it was a strong chorus. I, I guess I typically start with choruses and songs, but. Uh, that that one we started and then Ethan and I move into this place. I just bought a house and we sat down. And it was the very first song that we finished right in the house. I don't even think all the furniture was in. We just sat down on two couches one day. And uh, that one comes from the same type deal. I mean, we were raised rowdy, yeah. just like you guys, right? <laughs> yeah. So the Hank Jr. and uh, everything, just all the drugs. That's an easy song to write. It was so true. Everything about it is just living normal life. Um, there's, I don't know anybody who can't gravitate towards weed, whiskey, or Hank Jr. So, <laughs> yep. So, somewhere in there, there's something you like. So tell uh, tell our fans where they can catch you guys on social media. What are your handles? Let you handle that. Yeah, one. I think Twitter is Crawford in Power. Uh, Instagram's Crawford and Power. Spelled out. Uh, Facebook, I think it's the same, Crawford and Power. It's, but, I think uh, Facebook's got this got the symbol. symbol yeah, and symbol. The hat is still yeah, Crawford, Crawford and, Power. and Power. Keep it free, simple. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for, for, for doing this with us, man. We we appreciate you coming here, and we can't wait for all of our uh, our – our rowdies to listen to more of your guys stuff. Same so. here, man. We, we appreciate what you are doing too. Absolutely. Thanks, man. So we're going to have the guys play us a couple songs and uh, just let you guys get a little bit of a, these guys acoustic here. Right on. Which two you want to do? Uh, you want to start out wild side? We can do that. <laughs> Thank you. 
love, it's a diamond ring. It's like a glove. Got a man in all a little girl's dreams. Another boy didn't play his part. He tore up a dream. He broke her heart. He never held her in his arms. He hid in all the smoke in the haze and the beer that she drank. He never knew the words to scare it or hang. She got a wild side. You can see it in her eyes. She runs a country mile wide. It's too damn big to hide. She says she wants some land who can treat her right. She dark whiskey on a Friday night. She got a wild side. Yeah, she got a wild side. Take it away. Every Friday night, I watched her laugh and I watched her cry, and I knew all the words to the songs I could make her smile. And when I look at her eyes, I can't believe she's mine. She got a wild side. You can see it in her eyes. You run to cut your mind wide. It's too damn big to hide. She said she found a man who can treat her right. And I can shoot whiskey every single night. She got a wild side. Thank God for a wild side. Give me wings, 
so much absolutely it's appreciate y'all